we going to pray first? Hi, good evening. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight we're just going to talk about stuff that's on our mind. Minds. On our minds, yes. Yes, step one and <clears throat> I More than one mind. Yes, praise the Lord for that. Yes, thankfully. <laughs> I, I, some things you don't want to share, and that's probably one of them. Yeah, would you it like to be inside been, my head? Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm fine being a spectator. I don't want to participate. Okay, go ahead. It's easier to see it from the inside, outside in. Yeah, we haven't had a podcast this month yet. That's why we're doing this one. Yeah. And part of that reason is it's been a really crazy, hectic couple of weeks for us. Um we had a wonderful trip up to Montana, so saw our grandson and uh, picked up my truck, which my son-in-law has done so much work on. It's just awesome. He's an expert mechanic. Yes. And then we came back and found out that uh, my stepmother, who had been fighting COVID and pneumonia for quite a while, um, passed away. And we went to Iowa for the funeral, and in the process, my dad... Uh, the day of the funeral, before the funeral started, was in the emergency room, and and now he's struggling with COVID and pneumonia as well. So, um, plus a lot of traveling, a oh, lot of sorry. a lot of back and forth, um, very taxing couple of weeks here. And you know what? I don't know. Only God gets us through these kind of times. I mean, how do people deal with life without Jesus? I have no idea. You know, a friend of mine, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany and I, she in, invited me to take part in this uh, uh, went a thir- November thankful month, and uh, mm-hmm. and every day you're supposed to um, contemplate uh, a characteristic of God, and the calendar that we have uh, gives you what that characteristic is of the day, and then you, and then I write how I d- deal with things, or how I think about things as I write things out, and so this has really been a blessing to me, like today was God's love. <laughs> Can I share it? It's a really yeah. short one. Go ahead. Okay, this was from today, and actually, um, anybody who knows me personally, today is my brother John's 54th birthday, he, he died in, gosh, 2001, a long time ago, mm. or no, 2003, scratch that, but anyway, today was, our topic was God's love. And I first want to read this um, scripture, 1 Peter 4.16. If you find life difficult because you're doing what God said, take it in stride. Trust him. He knows what he's doing, and he'll keep on doing it. And then I have another verse, 1 Peter 4.8. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Love makes up for practically anything. Mm. You know, I think we just need to learn to love better and better, just like God does. So here's what I wrote today, and it's very short. God's love. Hallelujah. Thank God. And why? Because he's good. Because his love lasts. Oh, that's Psalm 106. Why am I thankful for your love, Lord? Because it is what I can rest in. Your love leads me to still waters. Your love restores me. Your love heals me. Your love shields me from the awfulness that runs rampant in society. Because of your love for me, you provide me what I need. You know more than I know what I truly need. You know us, you love us. No matter what happens, I know it will be okay. And then John fifteen four a says, Live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you. God's love sustains me. God's love carries me. God's love remakes me. God's love protects me. The greatest of these is love. That's from 1 Corinthians 13. And I read today, love each other as if your life depended on it. I just read that. And God loving me shows 
me how to love others, to just let go and love, especially those who get my goat. I need to just let go of all and love them, leave the teaching and conviction and behavior management to God. What do you think? Hmm. Any thoughts? Yeah. I, I, I like what you said. Oh, I like okay. what you said a lot. <clears throat> I have a <clears throat> confession to make. Jane and I are normally on very similar wavelengths or at least complementary ones, things like that. And Today I'm very uh, somber, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just I feel a lot of things weighing down on me, a lot of... A lot of different uh, things from life that are just kind of getting together and and all kind of putting pressure on at once. And I know that God handles all that. Um, it just fe- feels like there's been just kind of a perfect storm kind of attacking me recently in a lot of different ways. Um, Do you think it's spiritual warfare? I don't know if it's spiritual warfare if it's just life. Oh, Sometimes well, it's just yeah, life. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes that's enough. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. It's just, sometimes it's just life. Um, There's a song by Casting Crowns that I really, really love, and it was one that really, really touched my heart when we lost our daughter Maggie, and it's one that just has come back to my head today, and it's been running through my head. And um, It's called I'll Praise You in This Storm, and on the bridge of that song, it's a beautiful song, Casting Crowns, I'll Praise You in This Storm. If you can, uh, listen to that one. It's an awesome song. But on the bridge, he brings up uh, Psalm 121 mm-hmm. and says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that and I sit, when I, when I dwell on that verse, when I think about that verse, it takes a lot of the weight off of me because I, I know that the creator of the universe is on my side. Mm. If I'm asking for help, and I'm asking for help from the one who created it all, mm-hmm. that should give you peace. Mm-hmm. And it does. And, and right now, I mean, physically, financially, um, there's a lot of challenges in our family, a lot of things going on, um, things going on with Hawk. Just thinking about the concept of, of you know, the long-term care of, of a young man who keeps getting bigger and his mom keeps getting more frail as we go. And I'm not frail. More frail than you were yesterday. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. He's 21 and weighs the same as she does. So No, he's 15 pounds lighter than me. Well, just about. So, these things are, are weighing on me a little bit too. And even then, I have to understand that, you know, God is in charge. God's in control. And he's going to do miraculous things to help us through all these situations. And in the midst of everything, you always said there's always blessings. There's always blessings. I was blessed to see my sisters and um, my, my second oldest son, my nephews, my, my um, brother-in-law. When we went to uh, when we went to what we thought was going to be a funeral, I got to see people that I don't get to see regularly, and especially in this COVID environment where we don't ever just go anywhere we were forced to go and we were forced to see people that we didn't we didn't mm-hmm. haven't been able to see in a while and that was I don't know if, uh, well obligated to go yeah but i but, mean but it was it was, it was one of those things that we would have 
we would have said no to many things, but this is one where you don't say no. It's yeah. just what you go. And it's just one of those things that... Um, you know what blessed me big time? What's that? And the, I had a talk with my friend, or I, yeah, talk with uh, Vilma yesterday on the phone about all this. Mm. And what blessed me big time was that, well, a couple things. First, that you actually got to talk to your dad about Jesus and you got to pray with him, which mm. is incredible. And and sounds like he's perking up, so, you know, we don't know the future for him. God does. But then the other big thing that really blessed me is that you had a good talk with your old, second oldest son. And he's just been searching in life. And what I had, what my friend and I talked about is how often neat things happen at funerals. I mean, not the, not the person dying, but the people that come together. They might not have come together if not for the funeral. And then God can, God can do some neat things in relationships. I agree. I think sometimes when we look at you know, times like that, heartbroken times of funerals and, and times of loss, we have, uh, say, the ability, the... Um, the tendency to be much more open-hearted, yeah, and much more vulnerable, and it's mm-hmm. it's okay to be vulnerable in those times. Yeah, that's true. So there are times when those are those are special times when we can we can uh, make connections that we might not find another time. Mm-hmm. That is true. You can't just joke and laugh and goof it off. That's right. that's not where you're at. Right. You're you're open, like you said. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of lends a, lends a sense of, I guess you'd say, mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, to the the fact that you know what, I better not leave this unsaid because next week this could be my funeral and I'm not saying it. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to say it, I better say it now. So mm-hmm. God has a way of of providing for us even in the midst of of pain, in the midst of loss, in the midst of everything. Sometimes those are the best times, mm-hmm. which is again it sounds strange. We don't seek those times. We no. don't seek that time of loss, but that time of vulnerability is very special. Yeah, you know, I have a, I, you know these verses, of course, mm-hmm. but I want to share it with people. Uh, James 1, and then I want to say something. James 1 is, this is from the message. I, I've been reading this a lot lately. I just love, it's, it's in American English. Anyway, James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. And I, and the other versions say, um, consider all joy when you face trials. And, and the tests and challenges... It is a gift. because They are gifts because I've come to realize the reason why they are gifts, and even you can even access that God's joy in it, in that if we allow every test and challenge, every trial, if we allow them, they will always draw us close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it is, that is such a gift to get closer and closer to Jesus. And I guess that's how I look at trials now, no matter what they are. And um, my dad said something really, I mean, it, it's so commonplace for some to say it, but to hear it from my dad was just a blessing to me. You know, he heard our that Shannon's stepmom died, but we know she was a believer. 
And Dad says, well, it's not bad for her. She went to heaven. And I said, you're right, Dad. She did go to heaven, and, and it's not a bad thing for her to die. It's it's difficult for the people who are left behind, but if you're a believer and you and you die, well, you go right to Jesus. You go right to heaven, and it's a good thing. And not that we should seek our own deaths. We shouldn't do that because we're here until God wants us not to be here. But we need to just, I don't know. I, I really like how when sometimes when when we celebrate, when well, not celebrate, but when someone dies and we look at it as a time to remember how wonderful, to remember the memories. and I think it really should be a celebration. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. But, it, you know, in times like... <clears throat> In times like these, um, a situation like this where a very healthy person suddenly declined, it was, you know, it was almost, a, it, it took a, several weeks, but it was kind of a shocker. Um, it was a shock, because, you know, but, when I heard she had COVID, I, th- I thought for sure she'd pull through. Oh, she's a very healthy woman. Yeah. Um, but such a special lady. She was an incredibly important part of our lives that I hope she understood and hope she understands now how very important she was to us because um, she did wonderful things for my father. Mm-hmm. She did wonderful things for my dad um, and brought him full circle back to where he needed to be, which is why this loss hit him so hard. Um, but what she did should be celebrated, and who she was should be celebrated. And I know that sounds you know, a little strange, but knowing that she's with Jesus. No pain, no suffering, no nothing, just nothing but joy. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a celebration. Mm-hmm. We can celebrate a life well lived. And, um, well, you know, since the last time we had a podcast, we've had, not that I, I don't really want to get political here, but we've had a presidential election, and the, you know, the results are not quite in yet. And we've had... Um, COVID cases have gone through the roof in many places, and the our world is feels so uncertain. You know, our country, the world. The funny thing, though, it's not any more uncertain than it always is. That's true. You know, we we when we are faced with things that go every day, they're just going the way we think they're going to go. We think we never realize how uncertain life is. Mm. You know, and right now, I the COVID thing is making people think about losing people, but that's really no different than um, any of us can lose our life at any time. I mean, now it seems like, especially where we're at right now, it seems we see I hear a lot of people dying, and 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 most of them have been older people, and they've had long lives and lived well, and still it's sad for them to die, but but you. It just makes, I, I hope that people realize that they need to be prepared for their own death. Well, and like you said, it's not any different. I talk to this with my students in school sometimes. We talked about um, the seminal moments of a generation. In other words, the one thing that marks your generation as mm. your primary memory and and things like that, and an event or something that happens that marks you as this is where I'm. This is when I was. Oh. This is when I was. I remember so, when Reagan was shot. I was in seventh grade health class. So if you've got um, someone who 
was uh, the World War II generation. Whether they served or whether they had parents serving or siblings or whatever, that was the marker for their generation. You know, the 60s, Vietnam War, 60s and the 70s, that kind of stuff. Um, the Cold War stuff that happened. Uh, the Berlin Wall coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Some of those things that happened through the 80s and the 90s. Um, September 11th, 2001. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody has their, their seminal thing that, you know what, you'll tell your grandkids. You know, this. I remember this mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And this COVID is no different than anything else. But as I'm teaching my modern U.S. history class, I was remembering things that I hadn't thought about in a very long time. Like what? Like when I was in elementary school, the gym was our fallout shelter. Mm-hmm. And I had to sign for the fallout shelter in there. Mm-hmm. And we did uh, nuclear drills, mm-hmm. things like that. It was just one of those situations. And, I mean, I was a... I believe as a freshman in high school, we did a project where we had to calculate the wind speeds and the amount of fallout that would hit our high school if a nuclear holocaust kind of thing happened. Um, and that was just something that we just kind of did. And, and if kids today got put in that same situation, it would throw them off because we kind of grew up through it. But they're in this COVID generation mm-hmm. now. And this is going to be something they talk to their kids about. Mm-hmm. You know, our grandparents talked about going barefoot uphill in the snow both ways to school. And they're going to say, mm-hmm. well, guess what? We couldn't even go to school. We had to sit at home and do school at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all of the things, it just shows the, fr- the, the fragile nature of human life yeah. and the expansive nature of God because we survived through that. And we'll survive through the next things. Until God wants to come back again, we're just we're just going to keep surviving. And there will be losses and gains and ups and downs and all sorts of in-betweens. But God is on his throne. He is, he is ruling supreme. We serve a living Savior. And no matter what else happens, that's a rock that you can kind of hold on to. And that really helps in these times when, when things are uncertain or a little scary or... On a day-to-day basis, you can reach out there and say, I know God's got this. Why am I worried about it? Mm-hmm. I've got another verse. First Peter 4, 1 and 2. Since Jesus went through everything you're going through and more, learn to think like him. Think of your sufferings as a weaning from that old sinful habit of always expecting to get your own way. Then you'll be able to live out your days free to pursue what God wants instead of being tyrannized by what you want. Hmm. I read that this morning. I thought that was really good. Just, just that tyrannized by what we want. Because tyrannized. It, t- tyrannized. Sorry. Right. I, I learn words by reading, so then often I, I, I say it wrong. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, tyrannized. But um, you know, we can be tyrannized by our own wants because if, if or the way we want it to happen. Because that's when we put ourselves in the center of our world, and then we have to kind of control everything, or we can we try to control everything so it works out the way we want. But I think if we are more open to let God lead, not that you don't prepare, but I mean, how could we have prepared for this this uh, this year? If mm-hmm. we look back at December last year, there's no way we could have prepared for what happened this year, and. Right. Um, we just have to kind of sometimes go with the flow and believe that God's in control and uh, trust Him. 
I guess that's the difference between faith and politicians. Um, <laughs> yeah. We just went through an election year, and <coughs> I love being an American. I love this country. Um, but it's the most painful thing in the world to go through these big election years when we just have constant white noise of people screaming and shouting and yelling and everybody pointing fingers and saying, it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault. I'll fix it all if you just vote for me. I'll do all these things if you just vote for me. And the reality is nobody has that much control. No. There's no human being we can put in charge and expect them to fix all the issues. No matter how many human beings we put in Washington, D.C., they will not be able to fix all the issues. No. They are as fragile a human being as anybody else. Their egos might be bigger, but that's about it. So when we look at these things, we got to remember, God's in charge, no one mm-hmm. else. You know, and if, if something happens, it may be a judgment. Mm-hmm. It may be a time where God says, you know what, I'm going to let this happen. Mm. You chose this, you picked it, I'll let you, I'll let you live in that for mm-hmm. a while. Um, and, it, and if that's not God's fault, that's ours. And if nothing happens, that's because God didn't let it happen. Mm. So it, nobody else could say, well, see, look all the wonderful things I did. It's mm. not about the I, it's no. about the He. Um, I was thinking that I've got two, two examples I want to share. One was, I remember, and this, this was the same way for every high school, every college, everything last spring. You know, everyone was wondering, can we have a graduation? Can we, what mm, are we going to do? Right. And nobody knew. And people, you know, I saw people or read people online, just people getting all emotional about it because they want it to be the way it always is. Mm-hmm. But I will say at least at our, and our, our um, youngest son graduated, and it turned out to be so nice. It was the what how they did it. Um, we did it outside, and there was just so many people that could be there. And the the parents gave the diplomas to the graduates, and it just it was so nice. And and it wasn't like it normally is, but I just thought it was it well, was nice. It was really nice. And that's that's another thing that's going on right now. That, and we talk about this and we say these words and sometimes people get angry about it, but it's just the way it is. Um, last year, our son graduated and it did not hit, uh, COVID did not hit us or have an effect on us until about prom time. They mm-hmm. did not have a prom mm-hmm. and graduation was different. Well, so all year long, everything was gearing up to that end of the year big deal Mm -hmm. and then this year we have been in and out of school up and down sideways um nobody's thinking about prom no right now because we don't we this we're going into our third week of not being in school Mm -hmm. not physically in the building with the kids some of the schools around here have never been in this year they've stayed out the whole year um it is very different it is very odd. It may never go back to what it was before. It may always be a little bit different. It might be a little bit um Some kids, this might changed. be all they know. I mean... Yeah, you know. so... But it doesn't matter. No. God's still in charge, and he's still got this. He has got this. He's got it held. Um, I want to bring up a passage from John 10. Yeah, go ahead. Um, 
John 10, verses 27 through 30. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one, should, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand and I and the Father are one. What verse is that again? Uh, 10, 27 through 30. John I 10. No one can snatch him. No one can snatch him out of my hand. And no one's, and it's like he says, no one can snatch them out of my hand. And he says, my Father is given to me greater than everybody and no one's going to snatch him out of his hand. It's like mm-hmm. Jesus says, not just me, yeah. but even my dad. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to be able to steal him away. Oh, no that, matter what yeah. else happens. And I, I look at, if you look at the Old Testament, or even the world history in the New Testament, and see the different things that have happened over time. What human beings have done to each other. Um, mm-hmm. The New Testament was written during the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire fell. And then we had all sorts of other things. That, oh, well, you got to forgive me. I'm a, I'm a world history teacher. So I kind of wax into these things. But I think about all these times. And, you know, you think about a 14-year-old a day and thinking about COVID. And it's scary. It's an invisible thing. It scares people. There are people that die from it. It's there. Um, and then I think, what about a 14-year-old that was in the Great Depression? Mm. Mm-hmm. And saw their parents basically starving to death to feed them. Oh, what God. a terrible thing. that. Yeah. What about a, a 14-year-old during World War II? Mm-hmm. Maybe whose father What's was up? gone for four years. Yeah, and they couldn't call. No. I mean, what about a, what about kids that... You know, grew up in all these other time frames as it went along. Uh, we just studied the Cuban Missile Crisis not long ago, where families sat around their televisions when there was a deadline saying, I'm going to push the button at this point in time if, if things don't change. And they honestly believed it would. Everyone sat there just waiting for it to happen. And that would have been basically the end of the world. Um, people grow up with... Everybody in every generation has that moment. Mm-hmm. And no generation is any different than anyone else. There will always be something. But the one consistent message that goes throughout that is the fact that God will never allow you to be snatched out of His hand. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we can take real comfort in, we can grab a hold of. Um, and we have to make sure we voice that to other people. Mm-hmm. We need to voice that to the kids. Yeah. We need to let them know, you know, I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of anything. You know, if God took me tomorrow, um, I don't want him to because I have to take care of my family. But if he took me tomorrow, he'd take care of my family. Yeah, he would. You know, that that's the way I have to look at things is that, you know what, I do the best I can while I'm here. I push as hard as I can. I do as much as I can for God while I'm here. And when he calls me home... Um, he'll take over the, the rest of it. I'm not, I am not indispensable None in any way, are. shape, or form. Yeah. Um, only he is. So, but as long as he's here with us, you know, he said, I, I am always with you, even to the end of the age. I am always with you. As long as he's here with, here with us, the rest of it's just there. You know, I had another example. Mm-hmm. I had the graduation example. Mm-hmm. And then the other examples kind of off. It's, it's the same topic, but, well, I don't know. My other example is, is that even if we do something we know is not in God's will, God can turn it around and use it and make it 
put it into his own purposes. And my example is, I knew back in 1991, when I went to join the army, that that was not what God wanted me to do. But I didn't know what else to do. I was just, it was, I was in a bad place in my life, and I didn't know what to do. And and God really, he's like, Jane, do you seriously want to do this? And I'm like, I, and I just wasn't even listening, because I didn't know what to do. I was just at a loss, and so I was joining the army. I'm totally not army material. I mean, I think God was up there and having shaking his head, going, oh. I don't Girl. think so. I don't think I, so yeah, at well, all. Okay, I, I think God was laughing. Well, he probably was laughing. I don't laughing. think he was shaking his Jane, head. I think he was laughing going, Jane, are you kidding me? In the army? This is what I made you for? Yeah, anyway, so I will say, but God's like, oh, all right. And then, you know, he allowed me to join the army, and he did make sure I had a good, cushy job. So I got to do some really neat things in the army, and then he ended up using it. You know, I, of course, met my husband, and... And my life totally changed. Now, would I have met Shannon if I hadn't gone in the Army? Well, if I was supposed to, I would have. You know, I don't know. I don't know what my life would have been if I hadn't done that. But God used it all, and he He, he uses everything in our lives. And mm-hmm. if we kind of, let's say you have a big mess up, or let's say you fall into some temptation, and you think, oh, man, alive, I've ruined my life. No, you haven't. You can't mess up bad enough that you will entirely ruin what God wants to do in your life. I mean, I think, isn't that amazing? We can't be so bad that God can't do wonderful things through it. I mean, uh, I don't know why I got on that tangent, but maybe somebody needed to hear that. But not well, that, and yeah, go ahead. Honestly, I don't know if you will ever admit it, but. There were some wonderful things that came out of you being in the military. Oh, yeah, yeah. You oh, met some definitely. wonderful people. Yes, yes. And that was God's mm-hmm. God's blessings. I had tons of blessings when I was in the military. I really did. The rural thing just never really worked with me, but I somehow worked around it. And the generals and everybody called me Jane. I don't know how I did it. must have been God. <laughs> I don't know either. That was I, not my experience. My See, was, <clears throat> When I when I was in the military, I loved it. I, I yeah, had, you just are I good just, at that stuff. I just ate it up. I, I would have been a 30-year man if God had wanted me to stay. That would have been awesome with me. But Jane, on the other hand, is just the opposite. She is ridiculously casual. And people were okay with that, which yeah. was so different than yeah. my experience with any of it. I think it's but, different for everybody. I don't know why, but But some it wonderful out. things, some wonderful experiences, some wonder, wonderful... Um, you know my favorite one of my favorite things to do in the army. What? Oh, flying in helicopters. Ooh, that was fun. Mm, I like jumping out of them. Yeah, I know you did, but I never jumped out when I when Well, anyway, that's beside the point. But that was one of the fun things I got to do. And and most E fours, if they're not in certain op- occupations. Don't get to jump, or don't, not jump, don't get to ride in helicopters, but I got to ride in them quite a bit, and oh, those were fun. Oh, those were fun. God has ways of taking whatever circumstances, whatever place we're in, whatever decisions we make, Mm -hmm. God has a way of taking those things and making them awesome. Yeah. Making them wonderful, not just for him and for his purposes, but also for us. He makes it awesome for us. He does. Even if we make a bad decision, he can find ways to turn that around. It may be because you learn from it. It may be because you heal from it. 
It may be because you get more dependent upon him because of a bad decision. But whatever that is, whatever happens in your life, good, bad, or otherwise, God uses all things for good. And if you look for it, you will find it. Yeah. You'll see where God takes your life and uses it for good, for his glory. I do enjoy remembering in Somalia, that's where Shannon and I met, watching him eat a mango. That was fun because it was covered in dust. I remember Jane and I went to an orphanage. There was a little guy that kind of latched on to a supply sergeant. And it just absolutely breaks your heart because these these kids were... Yeah, Omar. And these kids were so awesome. These big kids are kids. And these little guys were so awesome. And he was just... He was like a mascot, but obviously you can't keep him. And they found an... They found an orphanage that would take him in Mogadishu. And they asked us to, to go out with him, uh, my team to go out with him, when they took him to the orphanage. And Jane went along because she was a photographer at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'd been in out, the Army. I'd been mm-hmm. out all the time in Mogadishu, all over the place. So it wasn't a new experience for me to go down there. And that's probably why they sent us, because we knew our way around. Mm-hmm. Well, we took this little guy down there, and there were tons of kids. Oh, there were tons of kids. And uh, in that time and space in Somalia, um, these kids were as destitute as you can possibly imagine. Um, They were going through garbage heaps looking for things they could sell. and and just It was as low as you could possibly be if you look at a human human condition or human situation. and they laughed. <laughs> they laughed. They they were so joyful. They would. Jane would try and look through her camera, and they'd go raw and run at her. And when she'd pop her head up, they'd all stop and act like they weren't doing anything. Just back and forth, back and forth. Oh, she I didn't speak a single word. She didn't know what they were. There was no communication language wise. Except for laughing and smiling. Except for laughing and smiling and just sharing the absolute joy of just that one moment in time. And that that's a precious memory that I keep inside myself and I think about that sometimes when I think about you know, when I when I see kids that are in bad situations or, or bad living situations or just living horrendous kind of things, I think, you know what, there's joy there. Mm-hmm. There's still joy there. There's there's joy, there's happiness, there's there's something there. And if you can bring a little bit of joy in one little memory like that, yeah. the way it stuck with me, maybe it'll stick with them too. So yeah. I suppose we should go home. Yeah. Anyway, we enjoyed just chatting. We it, hope you enjoyed uh, it. It felt good. It yeah. feels good now to think about these things. Sometimes by just talking about them, we remind ourselves. Yeah, it's true. Well, we hope you're doing well and... And read your Bibles. That's really important. And I recommend you sit down with somebody too and just have these conversations. Open these conversations up and just find it, find a, <clears throat> a way, no matter your circumstances, to just find joy. Yeah. And know that God Ooh, loves you. I like you. that. Find joy. Okay. Bye. God bless. <laughs> oh, there it is. Well, there it is. Oh, well. That's okay. <laughs>